Hello, everybody. Hank Gross here from Mid-Hudson News, talking with Bill Fiavanti, who's the executive director of the Orange County Industrial Development Agency. How are you doing, Bill? Doing well. How are you, Hank? Good, thanks. Um, you've been executive director for over a year now? Yes, I just hit my anniversary, actually, well, last congratulations. week. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, that's when we saw the uh, reorganization of the agency. And for those people who aren't familiar with what an IDA does... Why don't you tell them, uh, before we get into any of the nitty-gritty about the Orange County Agency, what the IDA does? No, I appreciate that because there's a lot of, I think, misunderstood uh you know, f- facts or details around the IDA. Uh, it's actually a, a very narrow set of powers that we are given by New York State to attract and uh, businesses, uh, help existing businesses expand here. Uh, there are basically three things. There's a sales tax exemption. So uh, in Orange County, you pay 8.125% sales tax on building materials, on furniture and fixtures, on equipment and such. For a project like this, we can give you an exemption on that. There's a mortgage recording tax of 1.05% on a commercial on the principle of a commercial mortgage we can exempt that for a project that that uh, that we want to attract and lastly there's property tax abatement that's the big migilla that everyone talks about pilots which stands for payment in lieu of taxes which instead of being uh, assessed to the normal way and getting a new tax bill every single year in order to attract a certain company or an industry sector here uh, we can phase in their new taxes uh, no one gets a check from the IDA. No one's taxes ever go down. It's just if they're going to improve a property to build, say, a factory and create 250 jobs, their taxes are going to go up each year, their property taxes. We will phase those in over, say, 5, 10, 15 years. Right. That's exactly what the IDA does. Why do we do it? To attract the kinds of industry sectors we want. I'm trying to be forward thinking and bringing uh, sectors and companies that will be viable in the future, but attract quality jobs for our local residents. That's the idea. And there are certain sectors that are allowed and others that aren't, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, so basically the IDA is governed by each IDA in New York State is governed by its own UTEP. And that's an acronym for Uniform Tax Exemption Policy, UTEP. And uh, every IDA is required by New York State and, and those that the departments that govern us, the authorities, budget office there, the Office of State Comptrollers were, were closely watched by that. They require that I, each IDA has a UTEP and that it's reviewed and amended periodically. Ours was last updated in June of 2000. 2019 prior administration, uh, but they actually updated it to, to uh, basically a UTEP, I'll, I'll clarify, outlines what a particular IDA gives out for incentives, offers to people to apply. Of course, they have to be approved and go through a public hearing process and all that. But what types of incentives or those that I listed, uh, at which level, which types of businesses uh, uh, they've received. For example, uh, the IDA in 2019 de-emphasized warehouse distribution, which I think would make a lot of people happy because you know there are a lot of warehouses coming. It's questionable how much we need to incentivize that. So that went from a 10-year pilot down to a six-year that companies like that could apply for. Uh, we They also de-emphasized hotels. So that went down to a four-year pilot. A lot of people don't realize that. They continued at that time to maintain an emphasis on manufacturing because typically economic developers and municipalities, counties and such, want to attract manufacturing. Of course, as a nation, we're trying to reshore a lot of manufacturing jobs that went overseas. They are typically better jobs, uh, 
require more skills and more training and therefore pay higher. They tend to be a little bit more sustainable in the sense that they stick around a little bit more. They have a bit of a more installed base here in operations. So uh, we are continuing that uh, to, to emphasize again uh, manufacturing. And we've utilized that current UTEP to attract some uh, food and beverage manufacturing, for example. Um, Royal Wine is, is a, a wonderful project we're attracting to the village of Goshen. And uh, also an expansion of Milmar Foods, also known as Mac Brothers in the town of Goshen. Uh, there we're supporting them. It looks like the board is about to vote on approvals uh, of incentives for their expansion. Uh, so those are, and, and those, the pilots that they would be offered would be 15 years because they're manufacturing. I will tell you that our board is likely going to look at our UTEP again. Uh, this new board of directors, which is a whole new group, and our new staff, new consultants, we've really cleaned house in the last, in the last year and rebuilt the agency, frankly. But we're uh, likely going to look at that and say, uh, how do we want to amend that policy? What, what do we want going forward? What do we want to attract here? And what are we going to utilize these very unique benefits? We don't want to overutilize them. What are we going to use them to actually draw here? So I look forward to that. That's our next chapter, frankly, is some of the policy revisions. Now, at about the same time as you came on as executive director, that's when the, administra- the board changed. Uh, the county legislature changed the membership of the board. Yes, uh, the staff is not the only you know change in, in uh, terms of who's operating, running this business, this agency. Uh, we have a, generally a new staff. We have one holdover, Kelly Riley, who was instrumental during this transition uh, in both responding to, to grand jury subpoenas and and inquiries by the the district attorney and such, uh, but also helping us get really re- restarting this engine and getting back to work. So Kelly Riley's a holdover, but two new, other new staff people, Marty Boras and myself. Uh, uh, or the team. But yes, as you said, the board was completely uh, replaced. The Orange County Legislature does not really run the, the, the IDA uh, or uh, govern us in any sense, but they do. We report to them um, monthly. Frankly, we go and report to their Economic Development Committee, uh, but they do appoint and replace board members. That is their real power. So after the, the frankly, I call it the scandal of a, 18 months ago, a little longer, uh, they eliminated the entire board and brought in a temporary board that was there from uh, early March of 2021 until the end the calendar year. Some of them held over, but then the legislature appointed some new members. We just in September got our final two appointments, and we are full at, per our bylaws, seven members for our, our IDA board. But people that came from all walks of life, we had a, a president of Burke Catholic School, we had a former detective, uh, we have a, uh, a SUNY Orange professor, a, a, a residential real estate professional, uh, a, a retired uh, gentleman who, who owned a title company, so some knowledge of the real estate in that regard. We have uh, someone who's a specialist in investments now, which is helping us as we're investing some of our fund balance and CDs, and a labor leader uh, in Dean Tamburi. And our chairman, of course, is the one with probably the most, by far, economic development experience, Michael Torelli. He works at the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. He worked for the Orange County Partnership. He ran the Empire Zone and the the regional district uh, for Empire State Development here. He's a tremendous chairman. Dean Tamburi is our vice chair from, as you said, local laborer 17. He's been a great addition. We really have a tremendous team and, again, really reinvented this. And uh, we've already been revamping some policies and certainly changing our processes, our approvals of finances to uncoil and and some of what was the malfeasance that that happened here and to make sure that it never happens again, frankly. Now, you mentioned uh, the scandal 
Uh, is that all done now? Or, it, to your knowledge, is there any more investigating going on? I will tell you, uh, most of this is discussed in executive session, so I, I certainly won't give any details. But our board has been working with our new general counsel, Susan Katzoff of Bousquet Holstein. It's a well-respected firm, actually out of the Syracuse area, with an expertise in public finance like IDAs. That's all they do. Uh, one of her litigators has been working with our board about possible further legal action. Um, I, again, I can't comment further on that, but I will promise that if there is no other action taken, it's only because the, the board just outweighs the cost and, uh, you know, not to mention, frankly, the uh, continued PR uh, hits we've taken because of what was done here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. that you know, So uh, there is further discussion. It's not been finalized yet. That's something I continue to report to the legislature. Uh, they're interested in that. But basically, you could have seen the end, I will tell you, of any sort of... Um, Legal mat, legal action or investigations. I don't know of any other agencies, though. We and the county legislature sent letters to um, various uh, jurisdictions and, and um, law enforcement agencies and such, even at the federal level, to say we're here to cooperate if you want to look into what was 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 uh, what took place here. Now, in the year since you've started, um, you've been, had a lot of accomplishments. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of what we've done. I, I was named the permanent CEO in November of 2021. I had been working probably seven or eight months as a temporary, kind of an interim director, uh, as you know, wearing both hats as the director of economic development under County Executive Steve Newhouse. Uh, and we've been very busy in that role. I think you know the gentleman who's now serving in that role. I believe, yeah. yeah, I think you do, Mr. Steve Gross, uh, so who's done a wonderful job in that regard. But I was, I was straddling both positions. Um, first, um, you know, I may have used the term before, uncoiling uh, some of what was in place that was really intended to hide some of the specifics around finances, uh, costs, um, uh, really a lot of money that was going out the window, really kind of hiding it from the board. We certainly changed all of that, rebuilt our financial processes. We have new uh, uh, basically, uh, consultants all around, especially our general counsel. I mentioned Susan Katzoff. We have new counsel for our bond deals, uh, which uh, is the other side of our house. The Orange County Funding Corporation were able to issue tax exempt revenue bonds, which allow basically larger nonprofits like hospitals or higher education to 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 uh, handle large capital projects uh, to finance them uh, cost effectively. So we have counsel for that. So we have all new attorneys. Again, completely rebuilt the organization from the inside out. Uh, but we uh, we have some great accomplishments. We went, I, I think the public should know, we went about 14 months without, without getting an application. Uh, and this is a very busy IDA. Without a company coming to us saying, you know, we were trying to come to the area, can you help us? I think basically because we were toxic after what happened, a lot of people didn't, uh, they want to stay away from this organization. And, and I think even companies were worried about associating with us. And I felt, Hank, that we really turned that around again with a completely new board, new staff, uh, with what we were doing and reporting, being very transparent about. Uh, but we got back to work. I think that is one of the 
I'll say the assets that I, I bring to the table here is I've been in this line of work, you know, locally here for 10 years now. People know me. I'm a, a known commodity. I worked in nonprofit for years. So I think, you know, maybe that gives some people a sense that, uh, you know, I'm a decent guy and I'm not looking to go in there and do the same thing again. Um, so uh, but but we we did, uh, frankly, the month after uh, I was named CEO, I was you know, we were fortunate enough that we started to get applications rolling in and we have a very full pipeline. We've approved an, uh, incentives for a number of projects. I'd love to sure. enumerate those for you if I could. Um, we approved incentives for Green Thumb Industries, known as GTI. That basically is capping off a real emphasis on the cannabis sector, Hank, in uh, particularly in Warwick at the old prison site there, what used to be known as the Mid-Orange Correctional Facility. Uh, the IDA made a major investment there of $3.5 million in a, a few different uh, capacities. Uh, and, and in part, that strategy was to, to double down on cannabis. We have a major, two major cannabis manufacturers constructing it. That that's uh, park now. It's not really now a, a technology or a business park. Right. Uh, Green Thumb is going to create 200 high-paying jobs there. This is life sciences. It's R and D. Exactly what we want. Uh, I just toured with our chairman and, and some folks from the Orange County Partnership. We toured the uh, construction site there at the Warwick Tech Park uh, for GTI, 450,000 square feet. The building is just closed in now. They're working on the inside that's fabulous sativa another major um cannabis manufacturer that um between the two and pharmacan in, in montgomery uh we have three of the first 10 licenses for medical cannabis production um and again uh while pharmacan is is in uh montgomery and and um uh, Hamptonburg. Uh, these other two, Sativa and Green Thumb, are out at the Warwick Tech Park. So that's a great project for us, and that was an incentive deal that was closed by this new board of directors. We also uh, helped Sativa. They were stopped for a while out there that uh, at the Warwick Tech Park, but we uh, provided some incentives to get them restarted. Uh, we approved incentives for Walgreens, which is a pharmaceutical, a uh, uh, what are they? What are they calling it? Um, um, it, it, it's a very high-tech distribution center. It will actually have pharmacists and ph- pharmacy techs on, on staff there. Uh, but it's a micro-fulfillment center. That's the term I was looking for. Uh, so very high-tech, a lot of robotics in there. Uh, but still 200 jobs right there. Um, and that's in the town of Newburgh on Route 300. I mentioned Royal Wine. It's 120 jobs in the town of Goshen. Major uh, of, um uh, not just a wine manufacturer of Manischewitz and about 70 other labels for kosher wines, but Royal also makes Kedem, which you may know, Hank. Sure. Uh, it's second most popular grape juice in, in North America, uh, kosher uh, grape juice. So and that's wine. And, and wine, they, right, exactly. So uh, that's a wonderful project. And uh, a couple others. Uh, I mentioned uh, our work issuing uh, tax-exempt revenue bonds. We actually a, did kind of a refinance job for um, Mount St. Mary College for some capital construction they're doing in the city of Newburgh. And lastly, this new board uh, authorized incentives for Convergent Energy. That is actually a battery storage project in Warwick, uh, in the village and on school district property, frankly, there, land that couldn't be used for anything else. They'll have batteries there that really help build up our um, 
renewable energy grid, frankly. Um, so that that's a neat project. And that was more about providing sales tax exemption, help the project happen. But they're looking for certainty of what their tax payments will be. Sometimes that's uh, the purpose of them coming to the IDA. So that's another project. Uh, so we've been very busy just in the 12 months you know, that, that I talked about. We also finished off the Warwick Tech Park, our investment there. We got back a, a because of a state grant, $3 million of our $3.5 million that we invested in, in the Warwick former prison there, now the Warwick Tech Park. We just launched a shovel-ready initiative, which is really trying to replicate some of that work where the IDA is is looking to identify remaining developable properties around Orange County, uh, looking very, taking a deep dive on that. Uh, we're working with an engineering firm, Delaware Engineering, to identify sites uh, to Develop essentially, it's going to be a website where the Orange County Partnership, who markets the, the county for us, uh, our, ourselves, municipalities, they can access property information very deep with GIS mapping and and, and other uh, again robust information. That'll be great. But the key of that project is to identify top sites where we can bring better projects. Here, Hank, we want to bring better sectors again, future ready sectors with high paying jobs for our residents. We want to attract those and uh, the. IDA could identify some sites that are ideal for that, uh, but we could make some additional investments, as we did in Warwick, extend water and sewer, augment power working with our utility companies here, uh, bring natural gas, extending that if possible, so that we can, again, bring better projects. And frankly, the idea is to help dictate our own future rather than just taking what's coming to us. And oftentimes, a company that's looking around to locate someplace, if, if you have a shovel-ready site with the infrastructure in there, you're going to rise to the top of the of their list. No question, Hank. You're right. not. We're not going to get one of these premier projects like pharma manufacturing, or let's say, my, to me, the pinnacle is like an electric car manufacturer. It'd be f- fabulous to get that chip fab. You're hearing a lot about that. Global foundries and the Micron projects in Syracuse. They're they know where the best sites are. Believe me, they're working with New York State. Uh, they're working with corporate site selectors around the country. They know exactly where to go, and they know who's offering the incentives as well. Micron was an enormous deal, but it featured eight billion dollars. In incentives alone, wow. in incentives. So, you know, we get clobbered for, for several million here of saving somebody in property taxes to help bring jobs and major economic impact. Well, th- those are, they know the value of that in that region and the state of those kinds of jobs in, in, in the country. You see uh, President Biden putting a lot of emphasis around, around tech of all sorts and advanced manufacturing. We want our part of that. So we want to ready sites for that. We want to be on the short list, as you're saying, for the state and for site selectors to have not just everything else we always boast proximity to new york city being smack dab in the middle of the boston and washington corridor the most robust commercial corridor in in, in the country incredible unmatched quality of life a great educated workforce diverse workforce uh you know we have it all well let's get the projects that we want that are going to be valuable to our communities and to our residents not just for the next few years but for decades to come that's the idea right now with all the projects in the pipeline Approximately how many new jobs are we seeing, going to see? Jeez, just, just from the numbers that I, uh, the pr- projects that I just named off, uh, let me just do uh, for a real quick math here. You know, you're talking over 500 jobs, uh, just there, quality jobs being produced just in those projects. And what else is in the pipeline? I mean, you're talking, there, there's over 1,000 jobs of projects that are in the pipeline, not just for the IDA, but that the partnership and some of our municipalities are in the state are working on. Great, Okay. Bill, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Hank. Appreciate it. Sure, and we'll do it again. Sounds good. Sounds good.